Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Doing that. Like, you're not going to do it right. Like, you can't rush 
You can't rush things because you're not going to do it right. It's going to make you even more frustrated. Like, you need to just take a minute and relax and pause, right? I don't like being rushed when I drive. I drive this feeling, maybe five over. You can make fun of me all you want to. Like, I don't care. I got, like, listen, hey, if you pull up on my bumper, like, you just, just wait. You either wait or you go around. Go ahead and get your ticket. I don't care. Do not light up on my bumper because I am not going to speed up any faster. You might be in a hurry. I am not. Especially if I got my kids and my family in the car. That's precious cargo. I am not getting out of your way. So you can go on around. Sorry, not sorry, right? I don't, I don't like being rushed. And many of us, we don't like being rushed. Yet, what? We are very rushed. Very busy in this life. Often too busy for what matters the most. Overwhelmed. Anxious of all the things that we have to do. Is there enough hours in the day? Can I just squeeze in one more thing? We're often rushing to which is the shortest line at the grocery store. Haley and I always pick the wrong lines. Never fails. It's like, oh, this looked like it was going to be a quick line, but not so much. Like, never fails. We're always, we're always rushing to this thing. That, like, like, and, and then you get in traffic and you cut people off, right? You cut people off and then you get flipped off. And, you know, it's just a, it's a never-ending cycle. And then we're not only just rushed, but occasionally, often, we're disappointed in life. Rush into this thing and that thing. We've got so many things in, in our life that we often miss out on what's most important. Or we often miss out on the thing that really brings us joy. Like, I, you know, I'd like to fish more, but I'm just so busy. You might like to do this thing, and like you, you maybe, maybe it's been a while since you've been on a date with your spouse, right? Because we're just what? Too busy. Oh, you know, I gotta get to this thing or that thing. The kids got this thing, this thing, but we got this other thing, and and, and so what do you need? You split up if, if you you know your, your spouse, you send your husband over to this game and you go to that game. What what you miss? And we miss so much life because we're busy. And most importantly, we miss out on spending quality time with God. We miss out on on receiving and experiencing Him in the way that He wants us to experience Him. How many times, if I were to ask you, hey, what's the Lord been speaking into your life with, you know, stuff? You answer that because you haven't really been spending time with Him. You haven't taken time to pause and hear from Him. Hey, hey, what, what you been reading in God's Word? What you been reading in the Bible? You know, like, Jesus. That's what they, like, kids always say. If you ask them, hey, what you learn in kids' church? Oh, you know, Jesus and stuff. But sometimes that's our answer because we really haven't been reading God's word. Hey man, what, what's you know what's God been, been telling you, or what have you been hearing as you've been praying? Like, you don't really have an answer for that because you really haven't. And, and, and don't and, like I'm not trying to like step on everybody's I'm stomping on my own toes up here. Like this whole message, like this week, I'm like, bro, like, God, why are you having me speaking this message? Because like this is right. Like I, I got, I got it. I hit, it hit hard. It hit hard to me this week. Because we're all too busy. You might be feeling this today. You might be feeling, man, you know, I am busy. You know, there's stuff missing. I'm missing stuff in my life. Life's not supposed to be that way. 
Hopefully it's not like too dysfunctional, but, but I'm guessing you got places to be. You're just busy, right? You got a job to do. I mean, you got bills to pay. You got to pay the man. Got kitchen to clean, kids to raise, news to read, yards to mow, dinner to cut, clothes to buy. Those clothes to wash. You got clothes that you don't wear, but then you never have clothes. And then you, you go buy more clothes. All the husbands said, beauty room. Got photos to take, captions to write. TikToks to make, that's only a certain people in the room. I'm trying to get everybody in this. You got series to stream. And we live in a world today where people just don't spend enough time together. We, we live in the most connected time in the history of our world, and we have this amazing technology, and, and uh, you know, we can connect in so many different ways. This social media thing that's, that is a, a great thing, but sometimes it's not so great, right? And yet we don't have deep relationships and connections like we used to have. Because they're all one word or 14 words or less depending on what social media site you're on. And, and, and then also we respond to each other in little emojis, little symbols. I'm, I'm afraid we're going to start doing that in public. And hey, how's it going? <laughs> You love Jesus? You know, I'm afraid we're going to start talking in emojis. Literally. We don't spend time like, around the dinner table. Maybe some of you do, but, but a lot of people these days, like, it's less and less spending time around the dinner table, having those, those deep moments. And the very thing that we need is, is rest, reflection, God's word, and just seeking God all together. We're missing that. Oftentimes, oftentimes I feel like our days are so busy and, and God gets the leftovers if he gets anything at all, right? Because we're what? We're too, too busy. Too busy. I just don't have time. But we're all in that boat today. Now, I love, I love this thing like the, the pause button is an amazing thing, right? Uh, the pause button is an amazing thing because... You know, I think about my son. I was thinking about him this morning as I was kind of reflecting on my notes. And, and, and he loves playing video games. And we got really like, all right, bro, you can only play this for a little bit. Because he'll literally play all day. And I know he's not the only kid that that's way that he is. But, but there was a time when we call it, like, all right, like, you're, you're done. You need to stop. Or, or hey, it's dinner time. You need, to, you need to turn that thing on. I don't want to lose my progress. Like, he gets all emotional about a game. I don't and some of you kids, you know what I'm talking about in the room. Parents, you understand that. I don't want to, I, I worked all this time to build this whatever. And then, oh, you want me to turn it off? I'm going to lose it, right? And I'm so thankful for, you know, you're able to save it on some games. Some games you're not. But, but I love the pause button. Right? Because this saves us a lot of, a lot of apps. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of problems. And, and so, like, all right, just, just pause it and come eat dinner, right? Awesome. I love it. I love pause buttons. Now you can watch a movie. If you go to the movie theater, you can't pause the movie in the movie theater. So if you got to go to the bathroom, you either got to hold it or you're going to miss something in the movie. That's just how it is, right? Now I can handle I can last. I, you know, I'm good, but I know some people can't. You gotta, especially if you take your kids to the movies, they always got to go to the bathroom. Right? Always got to go to the bathroom. But if you're at home, now it's beautiful because you can watch movies and, and even live TV now. It's set up where you can pause just about anything, right? You don't have to wait till the commercials come on to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you don't have to wait till the commercials is to go to the fridge and, and get a drink because you can just hit what? You can hit the pause button. I love 
I wish we had a pause button uh, in life sometimes. And not just so that I can, you know, catch up on this moment or so I can make it that. Uh, anybody grow up, come on, you're 90s kids in the room. Remember that show, Saved by the Bell? Right, Zach Morris always said, come out. And he talked just to him and the camera, right? And sometimes I wish we had that. Because listen, we don't know how to pause in life. We don't know how to pause and, and, and stop. And I'm not just talking about stopping and smelling the roses. I, you know, we we got to learn how to stop. None of us know how to be still anymore. And especially when it comes to God, many of us, we just pass on by the opportunities that he has for us. Many of us are, are too busy to even recognize him in moments of our life. Just too busy to pause and seek him the way that he wants us to. We've got to learn the power of pause. And this week's message, as we continue this series, next week we're going to wrap it up. We're going to talk about dealing with distractions. Busyness is a great distraction in our life. Listen, if the devil can't defeat you, he will distract you. And oftentimes he will distract you with busyness. Many of us are far too busy. We need to learn the power of pause. Because not only is busyness a distraction, it leads to other distractions. Because then we're so busy, and then we're tired, and we're overwhelmed. And we are not our best self when we are tired, overwhelmed, and stressed. We will snap at people. We will, we will be short with people. We won't be real spiritual when we are stressed, tired, and burnt out. And we can miss out on what God has for us and wants to do in our life if we are too busy. Let's learn to pause so that we can experience Jesus fully. And love people deeply. Because those are the two greatest things that, that we are to do. Is to love the Lord God with all of our heart, mind, and soul. And love our neighbor as ourselves. And Jesus said if we can do that, then we, we cover a lot of ground. A lot of things that he's wanting to do in this life. So turn to Matthew chapter 11. We're going to look at verses 28 and 30 as our main text today. You didn't know this. Jesus died when he was 33. He didn't start his earthly ministry until he was 30. So he had three years, this short window where he did some incredible things. We're, we're talking about Jesus came, starting a revolution, changing the world in just three short years. And he did incredible things in this time, right? He embraced the mission of the Father. He was always about the Father's business. He recruited a team. So we see him uh, recruiting the disciples, bringing them together, training them on kingdom values, like preparing them for what's ahead. He endured the hatred of the Pharisees. He was tempted by the devil, right? Healed all sorts of sick people. The, 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 some theologians would suggest that, there, that Jesus did so much that there's not even enough to record it in, in the Gospels that we have. This stuff that Jesus did is not even re recorded in the canon uh, of Scripture that we have. He fulfilled 351 Old Testament prophecies in three years. Jesus did incredible things just in three years. But guess what? Jesus never once do we see him rushed. Never once do we see him overwhelmed or tired or, or busy or stressed out. We never see that. In fact, Jesus would always be willing to stop and pause to pray for someone. He, he, he would stop in the middle of going to one place to do ministry here, this, this place, that there were people would just show up and he would stop. They, they, even the little kids came up to him and the people were like, no, 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 get out of here. The kids were like, no, 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 the kids need to come to me. So many times we see Jesus is willing to pause. He's willing to stop, even in the middle of what he's doing to reach people. 
Jesus never once seemed to be rushed or busy, overwhelmed. He, he never stopped and was like, all right, fellas, you know, we're behind schedule today on the amount of healings that we did, and uh, you know, we're, we're just going to have to make up for it tomorrow. You know? He never does that. He's never like, yo, Andrew is always late every day. Always late. Man, just leave this behind, behind. Right? No. It never, he never seems to be rushed. So if you find yourself always rushed, always stressed, overwhelmed, maybe you're exhausted because of it today, you're trying to get everything done, you feel like you're always falling short, guess what? Jesus has an answer for that. He invites you to come to him. He invites you to come to him. He invites you to rest in him. He invites you to follow the rhythm of his life. He's the model for us. And so, so I want us to look at the scripture because I think it gives us a great model for us to follow Jesus so that we, when we find ourselves distracted with busyness, we can stop, we can pause, and we can rest in him. So Matthew 11, starting in verse 28. I've got to find that myself. I need to get a bigger friend Bible so I can see better. Verse 28. Come to me. Right there it is. Jesus says, come. There's this open invitation for us to come to him. All you are weary and burdened, he says, I will give you rest. This is not like a nap. Naps are good. Some of y'all are going to, that, that nap is going to hit hard this afternoon, I know. Right? If my kids would let me nap, that would be awesome, but that usually doesn't happen. But this is not a Sunday afternoon nap. This is soul rest. And if our soul is not at rest, you are not at rest. You can try to find peace all you want. You can try to make your body stop and rest. But if your soul is not at rest, you are not at rest. You will not have peace. And the only way to find that is through Jesus. And it's through this right here. Come to me, all you are weary, burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. We're going to look through some of that today. The rhythms of Jesus' life. What, what he did, we're going to learn from him today. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, thank you so much, Lord, that you open this invitation. God, we don't have to work uh, for, for salvation. God, we don't have to, to, to work to get to you. Lord, you open. You have opened the Jesus. You died. The veil is torn, Father. We, we can come to you. We have VIP access to the throne room of you, God. And so, Father, may we stop being so busy that we miss out on everything that you have for us. Let us learn the power of pause. Let us learn how to stop and seek you, God. Let us learn how to stop and, and do what's most important in our life and not just fill it with a bunch of things that don't fill us at all. But Lord, help us, God. Lord, Lord, I pray that people today will find that soul rest and they will find that peace, God, that we will take a moment to pause. And seek out you today. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Jesus invites us to come to Him. Now, I don't like the message version of the Bible very much. It's just it's an odd version. It's kind of kind of dumbs it down a whole lot, right? But this one particular passage that we just read, I, I really like how it says it, and I don't think it's too far off from 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 uh, the other versions. But it says, "Are you tired, worn out, burn out on religion?" Come to me. Jesus says, come to me, right? And it says, get away with me and you'll recover your life. Get away. Jesus wants us to get away with him. And, and not just on a Sunday, like, okay, so 
Sunday, we're, we're going to pause in our, our week and we're going to come to church because that's just what we always do. But, but, but it's not, it's more than that. Like, yeah, we're, we're supposed to get away with God every day. Every single day, you can encounter God. Every single day, you can worship Him with your life. Every single day, you can seek out from Him and hear from Him all the time. Not just every day, but all the time, we can encounter and experience God if we're, if we're looking for Him, if we're focused on Him, right? And Jesus says, come, get away with me. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. One of the enforced rhythms of grace, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and, and lightly, right? Jesus says, come, 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 get away with me. We've got to learn how to pause and, and get away with God. We've got to learn how to pause and, and, and seek out. In fact, we've been trying to intentionally do that in our worship services on Sunday. You've seen us. We, we're taking time in the middle of worship to, to pray. And to pray together, please join us in those moments. When we're praying, it's not someone's up here leading you in a prayer. Let's all pray together, right? Let's all pray. Let's, let's seek out the word. We're learning to pause. We're not in a hurry. Yo, the chicken at, at, at KFC and Popeye's is not going to run out. I know there's shortages in a lot of things, but the chicken's still going to be there when you get there. Fred's is not going to run out at the buffet. You'll be fine. They get you in and out. It's awesome. We don't have to worry about Chick-fil-A because unfortunately they're closed. But praise God. It's the Lord's day for the Lord's chicken. But Jesus says, get away with me and you will recover your life. Get away with me. Learn to pause. Learn to seek me. Learn to get that rest for your soul. Because listen, all this other stuff, all, the, all these things that we are feeling in our life are not feeling us. Jesus is a spring. It's a, we used to sing that old song, spring up a well in my soul, right? Because like, he literally is. He's a, he's a spring of life within us. I don't know if you've ever been to a spring, Lithia Springs, Crystal Springs. There's some awesome springs up in, in Ocala area. I don't know if you've ever been to them, but it's, it's these spring-fed bodies of water that it's just fresh water constantly feeding into them. I don't know if you've ever swam in those waters. They are cold all year long. But, man, we live in Florida. It's hot, so it's always refreshing. Man, that's, that's what Jesus is talking about here. Let's get away with them. The, the rhythm of our life can be busy. It can be crazy. It can burn you out. It can wear you out. But, man, Jesus says, listen, get away with me. I will refresh your, your soul. Walk with me. He says, watch how I do it. He says, uh, follow me. Let me teach you how to do this life. So, listen, the, the first thing I want you to understand is, is this. Don't just believe what Jesus believed, but we need to learn to live the way Jesus lived. He's our model for us. We're, we're to follow after him, right? So many times Jesus called the disciples and said, follow me, right? That calling is still for us today to follow him. It's more than repeating a prayer, Jesus coming to my heart, and then, and, and then, and then okay, great, awesome. Now what? Don't we follow him, Right? If you have surrendered your life to Christ, here's what that means. You have said, God, here is my life. I give it to you. You're the potter. I'm the clay. Mold me, shape me, make you, or make me who you want me to be, right? And if you have surrendered your life to Christ, that only comes from putting him first. And then everything else flows from that. 
But I'm afraid that we've kind of flipped that so many times in our life. We, we get busy, we get going with life, we get going with our plans and dreams and, and all these different things throughout our day. And then it's like at the end of the day, it's like, oh, you know, I, I didn't get to pray today. And we, we flip, we got to flip it back to the, the right order, the way that God wants it to be. And that's to put Him first, to seek Him first, right? That's what it means to surrender, to give our life and to let Him lead us and not let everything else lead us. It's difficult to surrender to Him if we're always distracted and too busy. Busyness often leads to stress, worry, tired, a lot of things that don't fill us that actually drain us. And then God often gets those leftovers. To live like Jesus lived, we have to learn to pause and make Him a priority in our life. Put Him first. Jesus was given 33 years to start this world-changing revolution. And he didn't really get started in that until the age of, of 30. So three years, born out of obscurity, was born of a, of a virgin. And that's really, probably, it was weird then. It's probably weird for a lot of people outside, of that, you know, looking in. And it's probably like, what? that doesn't make sense. But if you really study it and understand what it is, it makes sense, right? But, but born out of obscurity, uh, you know, the Bible says that he grew in uh, knowledge and stature, right? And so, so he grew up and, and he learned. He was in and out of the synagogue teaching and learning and, and all these things. And, and then we see him baptized and, 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 and jump the Baptist and says, Behold, Lamb, we come to take away the sins of the world, right? He's ready to save the world. He spends 40 days alone with God, 40 days of fasting. Some of us, we can't fast a meal. Jesus spent 40 days fasting before he starts his earthly ministry. If Jesus had to do it, guess what? We need to do it too. And so before he gets started in any kind of, uh, of, of ministry that we see, any kind of miracles, any kind of things, casting out demons, any kind of stuff, even before he faces off with the devil at the end of this 40 days, like, like he's spending time seeking God. This was a, a big part of his life. How many times do we see him throughout Scripture getting along with the Father? Seeking God. Praying. We have to learn to pause through prayer. If you're too busy to pray, man, you are just way too busy. We have got to learn to stop and pray. Make it a part of our life. Seek God first through prayer. Whether you have time or not, we need to pray. And guess what? Many of us, we look at it and oh, you know, i got to pray today. No, no, we get to pray. See, religion would say, oh, I have to pray. But I have a relationship with Jesus. I hope you do too. In that relationship, I get to pray that God of the universe wants to spend time with you and me. And I get to talk to him. I get to hang out with him. I get to, to, to experience him. I get to experience his love, his peace, his presence. And he wants to speak to me because he's got a plan and purpose for me. He's got a plan and purpose for you. But we can't know what that is if we're not willing to stop and pause and hear from him. I get to pray. I get to see God. I get to hear from him far too often that we are too busy. If the rhythm of your life is constantly busy and overwhelmed, learn to pause and pray. Jesus said, come to me. I will give you rest. If Jesus had to stop and pray, you have to, we have to do it, right? If Jesus had to rest and refuel through prayer, then we absolutely need to do it as well. And not only did he take time to pause and pray, but he took time to pause and heal people. He took time to pause and have compassion on people. He took time to pause and have relationships with people, like real deep, uh, meaningful relationships, and he would talk with them, right? And if, and if Jesus was able to do that, and he was not rushed, 
Why are we? Because we're usually running from something or we're running to something. We're either running from something or we're running to something. We're probably uh, maybe running from our past, or maybe we're running from failure, or running from insecurities, or maybe there's some hurt, some pain in your life, so, so we're running from that. And, and man, I just want to stop and pause in the middle of this message, right? And you don't have to run from these things anymore. Today could be the day where you pause and you let Jesus do his work in you and set you free. You don't have to run. Listen, Jesus will redeem your past. He will heal your hurts. And if you're running from your past, it's a great day today to get that freedom. Come on, somebody. Don't let it be a distraction in your life anymore. A lot of times we're running from something. Maybe we're running to something. We're, we're running to uh, marriage and success and money and life. A lot of these things are important, but guess what? They are not the source for our life. Your marriage is great. I love marriage. Marriage is awesome. I love my wife, but she is not the source of my life. And vice versa. I'm not the source of hers. I know like the old ones of Jerry Maguire. Oh, you complete me. No. That's so false. Like, we don't complete each other. Jesus completes us. Is it great? Man, it's awesome. It's awesome to have someone to do life with. Yes, absolutely. We don't complete each other. Jesus completes us. So marriage is important, but we can put that above God, right? Our family can even be put above God. But it's not our source. Listen, money is not our source. Even though we need it, it's important. But it's not our source. God is our provider. Your career is, is not the source of your identity and who you are. We are not what we do. We are who we are created to be. And so your source of your identity and purpose is God. But oftentimes we're running to a lot of those things and we're filling our life with a lot of stuff that ends up leaving us empty. Jesus said, be careful you don't gain the whole world and lose your soul. And I get it. I get it. A lot of times it feels like, man, there's just not enough time. I've even prayed, God... Can you just stretch the hours in the day? Come on, come on. There, there was a time in the Bible that, that God made the sun stand still. Like, come on, God, can you can you do that for me? Because I just gotta get some stuff done. Can you stretch my time? And we, sometimes we pray those prayers and, and we, we sincerely mean it, but 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 here's the deal. Maybe we, we just need to shift some things around in our list of to-dos and, and, and in our priorities. And, and a lot of times it, it's not a matter of of, like, I don't have enough time because we have enough time for what we want to have enough time for. And a lot of times it's not that I don't have enough time. The solution is not more time. The solution is more what matters most. For us, it should be God, first and foremost. Right? And there's a list that takes it down. It should be God, it should be family. Like, and again, there's stuff that we have to do that, that is important, but there's a lot of stuff that we fill our life with that really isn't that important. Yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, we, we should get away. We should go. We should go take that trip. If you can, go to Disney. If it's not gonna break your bank account, because I know it'll break mine, like you can go to Disney. Do that thing. Go on that trip. Yes, those things are important. But anything that we put above God, it's not worth it. The average American spends six hundred, or excuse me, seven hundred and six hours on social media a year. We have an eight-hour work day. And this is, uh, like, I know I was pumping you up. Like, we're everything. This might depress you a little bit. Eight-hour work day, almost four and a half months of the year are working hours. I know. We got to do it. 
Average American spends 2,737 hours on TV. Again, these things in and of themselves are not bad, but everything needs balance. And we say we're busy, we say we don't have time for God, yet we fill a lot of the stuff. The average guy, by the time they're 21, has spent 10,000 hours on video games. So, so we have a choice every day of what we fill our day with. Much of it is a lot of things that distract us. We, we, can, do, we can choose, like, all right, God, you know, I'm going to grow this year. So I'm going to read this amount of books, or, or maybe it's pick up a hobby. Or maybe you're going to memorize some scripture because I feel like we've lost the art of memorizing scripture. And maybe for many of us it's just because we've gotten older and I, I, maybe it's just me. I can't remember stuff the way I used to. But, but maybe, maybe it's memorizing more scripture. Maybe it's getting that degree. Maybe it's potentially saving your marriage or reconciling with a, a, a family member or some relationship. Maybe it's strengthening your family. Or most importantly, growing in your relationship with God. We, these are important things. These are things that, that matter. Or, or we can just... Mindlessly waste our life on what doesn't. Jesus was constantly on mission. Constantly. What, what does the Father want me to do today? Jesus was constantly on mission. He's constantly focused on what God asked him. And much of that was focused on loving God and loving people. Right? And that's the same call for us to have today. Loving God. So, so it's really all about love. Who is God? God is what? God is love. The greatest commandment is love the Lord your God and love others. The Bible says that love is patient. Love is patient. Love takes time. But guess what? Hurry doesn't have time. Right? It's difficult for us to deeply love people and to truly love Jesus with all of our heart, mind, and soul if we are constantly too busy and distracted. Jesus made sure out of everything that he took time to love God and love people. Jesus shows us how to pause in his word. He helped them alone to pray, sometimes early in the morning, a lot of times early in the morning. Sometimes it was after ministry. Uh, you know, uh, we talked about this a little bit last week after the feeding of the 5,000. You, you know that, that great miracle that he does with the fish and the loaves. Like after that, he goes up to the mountain to spend time to pray alone and seek after God. Sometimes it was before ministries. Before he was arrested, we see him in the garden praying, right? But he would often pause. He would often stop for people. Uh, there was one time when he met uh, Matthew, also known as Levi, Mark 2.14. As Jesus walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. He was a tax collector. This guy was uh, you know, Matthew was hated by a lot of people because now he's working for the man and he's taking money from his own people. He was not a like person. And here Jesus is walking along and he says, Levi, son of Alphaeus, follow me. Jesus was willing to stop for this person that a lot of people wouldn't stop for that was hated by many people. And this is the people you come across in your day every single day that you don't really like a whole lot. And that's fine. You don't have to like them, but we got to love them. And they still need Jesus. Jesus was willing to stop for even those that were ignored or not liked or even hated. Jesus told him, follow me, and Levi got up and followed him. There was a time, there was a synagogue leader, Tyrus, came to Jesus and said, Jesus, my, my little girl's dying and she, she needs a miracle, I need you. And Jesus is on the way to his house 
And if you remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood, she'd been sick for, for 12 years. She reaches out and, and, and reaches through the crowd. And if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And she does, and she's healed. And Jesus does what? He stops. He stops and says, who touched me? All it takes is one touch. Come on, somebody. All it takes is one touch. But he stops and who's touched me? And he looks at the lady and daughter, your faith has made you more. And then he goes on his way. And by the time he gets to Jairus' uh, house, the little girl has died, but Jesus didn't worry. Right? And he raises her up. By the time he gets to his dear friend Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, not excuse me, not Zacchaeus, Lazarus. By the time he got to Lazarus, Lazarus has died. You said Martha and Mary like, Jesus, you're too late. Jesus is never late. Come on. Jesus raises Lazarus up. Zacchaeus, though, that was another one. Zacchaeus is up in the trees, Jesus is in town, the crowd is gathered, and Zacchaeus is too short to kind of see everything. Come on, short people problems, anybody? And he gets up in the tree and he's like, man, I want to see this guy. He's talking about Jesus, and Jesus points this guy out. Another, another tax collector, another guy that was hated. Come on, we don't like hate taxes. Neither do those people. And again, this guy is probably cheated a lot of people out of their money, and he was hated, but Jesus points him out and says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. Jesus was willing to stop and pause, especially for those who were considered the least likely. Those that would be hated and not loved. Blind Bartimaeus. Jesus was walking by and said, Son of David, have mercy on me. I want to see you. Jesus stops and says, Your faith is made you whole. Jesus was willing to pause, to pray, to love God. And to love people. And, and listen, he lived in a different time in the world. We, we can get around a little better. Everywhere they went, they had to walk. Or ride some kind of animal. Usually a donkey. Donkeys are slow. They are not known for their speed and agility. Right? Yet Jesus was never in a hurry. Never rushed. Always on time. Always willing to pause. If I can be just super honest, man, this has been a season of, of being busy. Just for our family. Kids that are in sports. We want them to be in that. We want them to be in things that they love and like to do. Just get to enjoy those things as being kids. Man, it's been tough, man. We're talking three nights a week at the ball field, both of them. All day Saturdays, for games, ministry. Things we're doing. We had a work day last Saturday. We got Wednesday night. Like it's four nights out of the week, we're doing stuff, man. It, it, it's just been a drain, guys. Honestly, I, I had a moment a couple weeks ago on a Wednesday night. It seems like always before we're ready to go to church on Wednesdays, the kids are always acting crazy. Maybe it's not my kid. Maybe everybody's kids do that. But we had a moment, and, I, and I just, I'm done. I looked at Haley. I was like, I, I don't like this rhythm of life that we're in. I had to really pray through that. That time, you know, we're, we're, we're tired. It's, it's like we're going from one thing to, to the next. And, and I, you know, all this can do is we, we can allow those moments like that. We can allow it to, to overwhelm us. But I'm going to choose to trust in the goodness of God. Even in the middle of the busyness, even in the middle of the, uh, of the craziness, I'm going to choose to trust in the goodness of God. I can let the problems overwhelm me, or, or I can let God's presence overwhelm me. But at the end of the day, I don't, I don't get that day back, I don't get that week back. I don't get that moment back. 
I need to make the most of it. We need to make the most of, of every single day that we have because we're not getting that day back. I told that to Aiden yesterday. Aiden's going out on the football field right before the game. I'm like, listen, son, you need to leave it out on the field. You're, you're, every time you get a chance to go in, like, you make it memorable. You make it like because you're not going to get this game back. You're going to play another game, but you're not going to get this game back. And we need to live our lives like that. That every day, if you're busy, if you're distracted, maybe you need to look and step back and pray and say, God, what do I need to cut out of my life that really doesn't need to be there? Because it's taken me away from you, most importantly, and it's taken me away from what matters the most. Life is too short. Your calling is too great. God is way too good for us to live distracted, overwhelmed, frustrated, empty. Especially when Jesus says, come, I want to fill you. How do, we, how do we practice the power of pause? Uh, we've got to first learn to be present in the moment. Wherever we're at, be all in. Uh, when it comes to us spiritually and in our relationship with God, Matthew 6, 33, Jesus said, Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Him first, God first, more of him, less of me, and from that, all right, now how does my life need to flow? God, what do I need to be filling my life with? Everything should be flowing from a life surrendered and focused on Christ. So how I live, how I act, how I speak, how you live, act, speak, how we interact with people should come from our life surrendered to Him. We've got to learn to stop in the moment and listen to people. We've got to stop in, in the moment and learn to see needs. There's opportunities that God wants to use you in the world that you live in to reach people. And here we have a saying, we see a need, we need a need. Whether that's financially, whether that's stopping at the grocery store and praying for somebody, we've got to learn to start doing that. Uh, like we can pray for people here, but there's people that really need it out there. We've got to start going out. We're not called to just come and pray in the house. Yes, this is a house of prayer. But your house should be a house of prayer. Your neighborhood should be a place of prayer. Wherever you go, you take the presence of God with you. So we got to learn to stop and pause and recognize those moments where God wants to use us, whether it's praying for someone or it's a, a financial thing. Or maybe it's buying someone some groceries or, or paying for a meal in the drive-thru. Whatever it might be, we've got to learn to start pausing and seeing that. We've got to learn to start pausing and hurting with people who are hurting, having compassion. Jesus had compassion on people. We've got to learn to start doing that, walking in other people's shoes. Far too often, way too often, and the church is really bad at this too. We think the worst of people. And I get it because we look at the world and the world's going crazy, right? And I get it. We look at people and, and it's like, man, they can just know Jesus. They can just know the truth. But far too often we look at people through the lens of, man, they are lazy and they're ignorant. We expect unsaved folk to act saved, but they don't know because we haven't told them yet. All we've told them is what they're doing wrong. Instead of giving them the answer that they need. And sometimes it's tough because relationships take time. And what do we have a lot less of that we think we have less of is time. Because why? We're too, too busy. Pause. Learn the power of pause. We are often too busy. We miss moments. We miss moments for, for God to speak to us. We miss moments to encounter his presence and, and his rest. And we miss moments for him to use us. Pause and be present in the moment. Number two, choose what's important. Eliminate what's not. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. Whatever's distracting you, whatever's keeping you from uh, experiencing God to the fullest and doing what's most important in your day, throw it off. 
and the sin that so easily entangles us. These are distractions. These are things that we need out of our life. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning of shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Again, who's at the forefront? Jesus. Fixing our eyes on him. Coming to him. Finding rest and finding the way that we're supposed to live this life is through him. Eliminate distractions. Do what's more. Uh, do more of what's important. And when we're able to do that, that helps us to say no to what's not important. If we can, if we can clarify, if we can, we can see that, all right, hey, this is the stuff that I need to do. I have one ministry leader who, like the leadership training I went through, that she said this, uh, whatever you're doing in the day, this is how you balance, like, what's the most important? She said, what's wildly important? This is what we need to be doing. But first and foremost, that's God, our relationship with Him. And then what else through the day do you need to get? Because what, there's a lot of things you can fill our day with, but what's the most important? So we're able to do that, and we're able to eliminate distractions, we're able to do, uh, clarify what's the most important, that helps us to say no to what is it, what doesn't really matter. There's good things, yes, that we can enjoy, but sometimes those things are not the most important. Again, we should take the vacation, we should go on the trip, we should go have lunch, we should go have coffee, do those things, those are important. We we're called to be relational and have relationships, there's things, yes, that we you should do, but, but, but what is it in your life that is distracting you and keeping you too busy and is keeping you from God? Do life, but a life surrendered to Christ, not a life without Christ. If things become a priority to God, those things become our God. Whether it's relationship, whether it's things, stuff is just stuff, right? And then the third thing is sense God's presence and recognize his voice. Worship team, you guys can come up. Sense God's presence and recognize His voice. Again, not just in a church service. Every single day. Like when you're doing just ordinary, mundane, average things, you can sense God's presence and you can hear His voice. In fact, that's what He wants for us every single day. We're fooling ourselves if we're just hearing from God on a Sunday morning. We need Him every single day, every moment of our life. He needs to be the most important thing. Many of us know Psalm 23, you can probably quote it. Even if you're not church, you, you've probably heard it in some way, shape, or form. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He's our provider of everything. In Him, we, we lack nothing. Right? He makes me lie down in green pastures. See, I, I find rest in my shepherd. Leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me. Along the right path for his name's sake. And he wants us to follow him. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. See, like, like there's there's a, a constant filling that is with God. There's a constant emptying when we were busy and, and we're filling our life with all this other stuff that we don't really need, but there's a constant filling if we're going after God. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is what God wants for us every day. Not just on Sunday, not just in an altar call, not just in a worship type service. Every single day, 
This is the invitation that we have from Jesus. To come to him. Come to him. To fill up on him. This is what Jesus modeled for us. Every person Jesus loved, every miracle he did, everything that he did, he did as he walked and as he talked. He was that in tune with God the Father that, that everywhere he went, he was able to recognize those moments. He was able to stop and have compassion on people. He was able to stop and do ministry. And that, that's meant for you and I today. We've got to learn to pause to experience Jesus fully and love people deeply. Where was Jesus walking? He, he was walking from town to town. He was Walking from person to person, miracle to miracle, healing to healing, teaching to teaching. But ultimately, Jesus was walking on his way to the cross. Every day, every moment, every step, every miracle, every conversation, every relationship that he built here on this, everything led up to the cross. Every step that he had. From birth to glorious resurrection, every step had purpose. Every moment had meaning. Every day was a chance to glorify God. Every person was a soul that God wanted to have a relationship with. Oh, this is what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. Come on, He deserved our full attention. He deserves our life. So let's seek Him with everything that we have. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.